Sucetimus Deus, misericordiam tuam, in medio templi tui. We have received thy mercy, O God, in the midst of thy temple, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The intro of today's Mass begins with an immense musical interval on the word Sushetimus. It suggests a kind of opening wide to the mercy of the Father that descends from above to greet us on the very threshold of the temple. It is noteworthy that these words, we have received thy mercy, O God, in the midst of thy temple, are sung not at the moment of Holy Communion, as one might think, but at the very beginning of Holy Mass. The intro, it suggests that while we are yet on our way to our Father's house, our Father comes out to meet us. The parable of the prodigal son comes to mind. And rising up, he came to his father, and when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, saw him coming, you see, and was moved with compassion, and running to him, fell upon his neck and kissed him. Every movement towards the Father is, even before it begins, a gift of the Father. And every movement towards the Son, the incarnate mercy of the Father, is the effect of what theologians call a prevenient grace. That is, a grace that renders us capable of accepting yet another grace. Our Lord says, no man can come to me except the Father who hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God, everyone that hath heard of the Father, and hath learned, cometh to me. Now, this mercy of which we sing in the intro, we have received thy mercy, O God, in the midst of thy temple. This is the mercy of the Father sent down to us in the Son. For this very reason, the same introit is sung on February 2nd, the Feast of the Purification. St. Bernard expresses this most poignantly in one of his sermons for the Epiphany. Listen to what St. Bernard says. Behold, God has sent down to earth a bag bulging with his mercy. 
a bag that at the passion is torn open so that our ransom pours out of it onto us. And then, referring to the littleness of the baby Jesus, St. Bernard goes on to say, a small bag, perhaps, but a full one. For it was a small child that was given to us, but in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. I find that a wonderful image of St. Bernard. God has sent down to earth a bag, bulging with his mercy, a bag that at the passion is torn open so that our ransom pours out of it onto us. In opening ourselves wide to welcome and receive the Son, we are welcomed and received by the Father. The Son, sent by the Father, reveals the Father to those who welcome him. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Every day at the end of Holy Mass, in the last Gospel, we recall and mysteriously live anew the mission of the Son come into the world to reveal the Father. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. I find that one of the saddest and most poignant phrases in the Gospels. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, meaning welcomed him, accepted him, put their faith in he gave them power to be made sons of God to them that believe in his name. The single greatest tragedy that can befall a soul is not to have known the Son, nor to have received him, nor to have believed in his name. And this because such a soul goes through life and indeed can even, alas, go into death, not knowing the fatherhood of God. Not knowing the fatherhood of God. It is a terrible thing to go through life without knowing the fatherhood of God. And I speak here of knowing, not up here, but of knowing here, here. The mission of the Son is to reveal the Father, to make the Father known. In drawing us to himself, Jesus, the Son, draws us after him and with him 
into the bosom of the Father, into the Father's heart. In the discourse of the Last Supper, Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If you had known me, you would without doubt have known my Father also. And from henceforth you shall know him, and you have seen him. And then Philip jumps into the conversation and says, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus saith to him with a sigh, Have I been so long a time with you, and have you not known me? Philip, he that seeth me seeth the Father also. How sayest thou, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The fatherhood of God is the great unpreached mystery, the unannounced good news, the secret that the whole world is waiting to hear. At the beginning of the last century, the Holy Ghost raised up saints to make known again the fatherhood of God. I'm thinking of St. Therese, of the child Jesus and of the holy face, the little flower. In a time and religious culture that had obscured God the Father, that approached God the Father with a certain suspicion and fear, Saint Therese began to speak of him with the most disarming and winning simplicity. And I'm thinking of Ireland's own Benedictine doctor of divine adoption, Blessed Abbot Columba Marmion. No one preached and wrote of the fatherhood of God as did Blessed Marmion. He was a Dublin priest who became a Benedictine monk. Even today, his writings wake up souls to the grace of divine adoption and move them to go to God as children to their father with unbounded confidence, with reverence, and with the certainty of being heard and welcomed. The individual piety of too many Catholics, even today, remains a piety estranged from the Father. You know what it is when in a family one member is estranged from another. Something like this has happened in the piety of too many Catholics, an estrangement from the Father. Every descent into sin, and sin is unhappiness, so every descent into unhappiness begins 
in an alienation from the Father. And every recovery and resurrection from sin, resurrection into happiness and newness of life, begins in that cry from the heart which St. Paul gives us in today's epistle, Abba, Father. The Apostle says, Whosoever are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again in fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. For the Spirit himself, the Holy Ghost, giveth testimony to our spirit, the deepest part of ourselves, that we are the sons of God. I am conscious each day that God created me and made me his priest to go to the altar and to utter these words, Te igitur clementissime pater. I say to myself every day, you are given this new day to go to the altar and say, Pater, Father. The priest is above all else the man who goes to the altar and in a mysterious and real identification with the only begotten Son, says, Father. When you see the priest standing at the altar after the preface of the Mass, after the Sanctus, know that he is there to say, Pater, Father, Clementissime, Pater, Most Merciful Father and unite yourself to these humble and glorious words uttered in your name and on your behalf. If you would participate fruitfully in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, ask the Holy Ghost to remove from your heart every lack of confidence in the Father's surpassing love for you, every doubt every fear of being forsaken or cruelly punished or turned away. Ask the Holy Ghost to infuse you instead with a spirit of trust in the Father, with confidence in his paternal love and with a humble security that nothing will be able to shake or trouble. Do this. And you will be able to sing with all assurance, Sushepius Deus misericordiam tuam in medio templi tui. We have received thy mercy, O God, in the midst of thy temple. Father, I willingly abandon every plan of my own devising and offer myself to thee for the fulfillment of thy perfect plan, the plan conceived in love that is thine. I lay aside my will, twisted 
by sin, and so often in conflict with thy will, to enter with all my heart into the prayer of Jesus in Gethsemane. Father, not my will, but thine be done. By the inpouring of the Holy Ghost, banish from my soul all fear and insecurity, all doubt and cowardice. Fill me instead with a filial piety, one that is confident and tender and unwavering. To thy mercy I surrender my past with its burden of sin. To thy glory I offer the present moment in thanksgiving and praise. To thy sweet providence I entrust the future and all it holds. Thou art my Father, and thou hast made me thine own adopted child. Grant that I may live henceforth in the grace of this divine adoption by casting myself upon thy paternal heart and by experiencing through Jesus, with Jesus, and in Jesus what it is to have a Father who is God and a God who is Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.